This podcast is brought to you by Connect First Credit Union. And you know, it's hard to believe it's been almost a year since we kicked off with the very first What's Next Alberta. In fact, we've completed a whole season of shows. We've talked to dozens and dozens of entrepreneurs, of business leaders, of creators, people who are literally mapping a new future for our province, for our communities, who are changing the world in their own right and their own way. And it's been fun and we've learned a lot. But today's show is going to be a little bit different. In fact, this is going to be the season finale of this show before we kick off a new season. And it's timed perfectly with Small Business Week. And we thought, what better way to honor the entrepreneurs in our province than to maybe look back a little bit at some of those very special entrepreneurs that joined us. But I would certainly be remiss if I didn't start uh, the show to talk a little bit about my own mom. You know, my mom was a, a very special guest on our show, but it was also, to be honest with you, a little bit weird. How often do you involve your mom in your work and bring her into something like this? Well, it was a pretty special moment, too, because it really reminded me how many of the values that I've had instilled in me because of my mother, the entrepreneur who took some big risks on herself, on her family, and went uh, and stuck her neck out quite a bit, actually, to uh, build a great business. So let's roll some tape of my mom. Now, and mom, you had three kids your husband, my dad, was working a full-time job. It wasn't easy. How did you do that? Like, how were you a business owner building a business and doing, juggling all those things? I got to wonder myself sometimes, but <laughs> <laughs> worked long hours. I guess when your kids are little, they learn to come into the store and you all worked. You all learned, you had jobs and I think you enjoyed it. And I think all of you, because of learning how to work at a young age, that was part of your life. And I think all my kids do feel good at working hard and accomplishing whatever they can. So it was just a fact of life, a way of life. And we loved it. When I hear my mom share some of those stories, it brings back a lot of memories. You know, the memories of, quite frankly, some days that were really, really scary in my home. Because literally, my mom was a risk taker. She put everything she had into her business and everything we had as a family was invested in that business. And, you know, there were days when the business wasn't doing well. And, and I recall just how much sacrifice the whole family had to make to pull it together and make things happen. And, and I think for me, that appreciation of entrepreneurs and the risk they take by investing in themselves, by investing in their businesses, they put it all on the table. And when they build businesses like we're celebrating during Small Business Week, you have to appreciate that that didn't come from nothing. That came from massive sacrifice. And I'm very grateful that my mom taught me some of those lessons. And maybe that's a really good segue to talk a little bit about a very special CEO and founder that we met along the way. His name's Paul Schumlich. He started an incredible company called Deep Water Farms, a company that provides fresh organic produce, growing it year-round here in Calgary. In fact, in Northeast Calgary, they have a warehouse where they're producing high-quality food, high-nutrient food. And they're doing it in, in a very unconventional way. Literally, they're pioneering new technology that they're hoping at some point to export around the world. And that's happening right here in Alberta. And often businesses like aquaponics are not the kinds of businesses that we think of when we think about Alberta business, but they really truly are becoming the future of this economy here. And, and it was a great conversation with Paul. So let's uh, tune in to Paul right now. You got to be crazy enough to kind of just think you can do it or... I guess it's just kind of like an ignorance is bliss. You don't really know what you're getting into when you start, but starting is obviously the first step and the most important step. So 
just getting out there and, and hitting the ground running and doing something you believe in, I guess, was what I think is probably what's gotten me here the most. I think there's always like opportunities to make a quick buck and stuff like that, but those come and go. And when you find a project that you think is important, it gives you the energy to, to see it through, I guess, because it's been five to six years to really get to a point where cash flowing and the customer base and we're scaling and things like that. So it's tenacity is a, is a big part and it's finding your customer or your user or the problem you're trying to solve and really understanding that because it doesn't really matter what you think or believe is that problem or that solution. It's who are you solving that problem for and falling in love with that problem and being passionate about solving that problem to the best of your ability, orientating whatever that solution you have around that customer or that person that you're trying to solve a problem for. Understanding them deeply is probably the most important thing and working closely with them, not trying to come up with a solution and surprising them with it. Like, hey, I solved your problem though. You got to solve it with them. And that's really where we started was like with chefs and understanding what local produce meant to them and, and how to kind of approach that. And everybody says like, don't be afraid of failure, but it's just learning. And on the path to figuring it out, you figure out every way to not do it. And so I think <laughs> it's that mindset of just nothing ever works the first try. Nothing's ever going to be perfect. And you, you just got to keep going and just keep going. And it's not failure, it's learning. And I think it's that mindset of, yep, okay, that didn't work. Uh, now I know how not to do it. And that's how you figure it out. You know, what I really liked about my interview with Paul is, you know, he really inspired. He inspired on a lot of levels. And one is the resilience that it takes to be a successful entrepreneur, to stick with it, to try and fail and, and look at fail as a learning opportunity over and over and over again until you've solved problems in such a way that you're actually satisfying the needs of your customers or in our case, members. In fact, his journey so much reminded me of our own journey here at Connect First as we're standing up a business. We've said we want to be here to support entrepreneurs, to support small and mid-sized businesses as they grow our economy into the future. And we know we're not always going to get it right, but we're trying so hard to stick our necks out a bit and take risks with Alberta-based businesses that are truly trying to change the world. Meeting Paul, such a great entrepreneur, it's so exciting. We got to meet others like Paul, too. It makes me think of Connor Curran, who is the chief laundry operator at Local Laundry, which is just an amazing local business here in Calgary that is literally bringing high-quality clothing products, corporate products across Canada. And, and he was just a fun fellow to have on the show. So let's tune into Connor. So I just did what anyone does when they don't know how to do something. I just Google searched how to make a t-shirt company. <laughs> and then there was a lot of articles, a lot of books that were suggested, and I didn't want to read all those. So I did what everyone else does when you come across that. I went to YouTube and I watched a YouTube video and I watched a 30-minute step-by-step video put up by Shopify on how to start your own t-shirt company. I was just like, this is amazing. So I just followed all the steps that were outlined in the video. And within 48 hours later and 50 bucks later, I had an online t-shirt company. You know, it was all utilizing drop shipping and everything. And so I was living in Sweden. The shirts were getting made in LA at the time and then right. getting shipped to Calgary. So it was really a global kind of thing. True global, <laughs> actually three country company. Yeah. And you built that in one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which was pretty crazy to me. And it goes to show you, and it's something that I always kind of preach. Like if you have an idea... Stop talking about it and go do it. Because how many times have you met wannabe entrepreneurs that tell you this great magical idea yeah. or they don't tell you because yeah. they're afraid you're going to steal it. <laughs> and then you talk to them six months later and how's the business 
going. It's like, yeah. I haven't started yet. Yeah. I, I'm a business Because they want it to perfect. be perfect. And yeah. Blah, yeah. Me, I was just maybe just young and naive. And I was just like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> Believe me, I had no business getting into the fashion world, e-commerce. Didn't know the first thing about any of that world. But I had this urge, this curiosity just to learn and discover. And it was so fun. Those early days, it was like putting a puzzle together. And yeah, there's a lot of things I didn't know how to do, but then I'd Google that and watch a YouTube video on that. <laughs> and you just piece it all together. And then you get that first sale. Okay, the first one's your dad. And he feels bad. So <laughs> right I don't think uh, the man's ever worn that shirt. You know, but God love him. He's going to support me, right? Uh, but then you, you get that second or third and you look this person up, you creep them out on LinkedIn, Instagram. You're like, I definitely don't know this person. Right. And that feeling that you get that someone out there believes in some element of your idea, right? Because you took nothing and nothing else and put it together and you created something. And some stranger out there believes in that something that you created out of nothing. And that feeling was just so intoxicating. <laughs> you know, $30 sale, you get a little cha-ching on your phone. I was hooked. Wow, that is that. so awesome. It's all I could think about. You know, Connor was a great guest. I mean, first of all, he was just a great storyteller, but I loved his comment around wannabe entrepreneurs. Yeah, just do it. And he did it. And I think he's led by example, building a really successful organization that is growing quickly, doing some great stuff because he just had the courage. He believed in, in himself enough to just go do it. And it's one of the many things that inspires me about entrepreneurs. And, and maybe that leads me to another guest I'd love to talk about a little bit. Um, his name's Nicholas Beek started a really disruptive company here in Calgary in around 2007, and it's literally changing the game in the payment space across Canada. It's a very sexy industry, and it's sadly an industry we wouldn't always think about Calgary or Alberta being on the cutting edge of, yet Nicholas is building a company called Helsum that is literally changing the world of financial services, and it was so awesome having him on the show. Here's a little bit from Nicholas. So Helsum is a payments company. So in a nutshell, we allow small businesses of all kinds, anything from a chiropractor to a, a wholesaler, a dentist, a restaurant, and everything in between to accept payments. But, you know, our mission is to be the world's most loved payments company, which is a little bit of a, an oxymoron. When you think about certain industries, say like telecos and things like that, a lot of people don't have such great feelings about those industries. Yeah. And payments is a little bit like that. People really hate their payments yeah, company. Totally, totally. And we really set out to make something that was different, which is, no, no, we're going to have amazing customer service. We're really going to lean into small business and try to do something different. And that was enough. Over time, we've added all this software and all these features and all this cool stuff that you can grow your business with. But it really started as just, let's just be the good guys in a not so great industry. And that mm -hmm. was enough to differentiate ourselves. So I really enjoyed my conversation with Nick, of course. But what I think he really inspired me to think about was how if all of us who are supporting small businesses really lean in together, we can help more and more small businesses be successful. Certainly that is the mission that, that Helsum is on. It is certainly the mission that we're on at Connect First as well. So as we prepare to celebrate Small Business Week, which is such an important week, you know, it's only a week a year that we've set aside to recognize and really acknowledge these entrepreneurs that are changing the world. We thought what better way to celebrate it here on What's Next Alberta than to share some of the great stories of entrepreneurs who are building great companies like Deepwater Farms, Local Laundry, like Helsum, who are literally changing the world and they're changing Alberta 
for the better in the decade ahead, which is why we're so optimistic at Connect First around our future. We believe the next decade is going to be a really exciting one for Albertans, and we wanted to use this platform to share those stories of those inspiring entrepreneurs that are making it happen. But this brings us to the end of the show, and this brings us to the end of season one. But it's not the end of What's Next Alberta. We're planning on season two right now. We've got some really exciting ideas up our sleeves, some new themes, some new stories, some new entrepreneurs that we're going to be highlighting next year that are paving the way for a bright future here in Alberta. You will not want to miss it. So if you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe, share it with your friends, and we'll see you on season two of What's Next Alberta. What's Next Alberta.